Thanks. Fernando is so primed for that, see? But like, I've been waiting for weeks. <laughs> Why is everyone hanging around? I got a fig in my hand, hold on. Beautiful. Well, Beautiful. thank you. Beautiful. Maybe the first time ever. Practicing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now that I've got the time. We can start as we mean to continue, right? Mm. How long has it been since we met? It must be about six weeks. Mm. Feels like a lifetime. Mm. Come through a very dark time. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations again. Thank you very much. Was it worth All it just to it. come back to film club? That's the only thing that got me through. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it might be. Yeah. Let's not specify what it was. Yeah, yeah, it's just Laura's <laughs> divorce. Fucking listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of uh, confused Canadians so. Mm. So, Michael, mm. Mm. got anything you'd like to say? Um, I chose the Time Machine, mm. as specified before, the 1960 version, not the 2002 version with Samantha Mumba. Um, I hope we all watched the right version. <laughs> I thought you said 2002. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have been very disappointed. <laughs> Um, however, maybe you were a little disappointed anyway, even with the uh, correct version of the film. What, what did we think? I thought it was a bit boring. I thought it was great. Aha! Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I was not very disappointed because I had previously read... What was it by age? I think The Warn of the Worlds. Yeah. Which was disappointing. Mm. Okay. So I was like, oh, this is just like The War of the Worlds. Somehow. <laughs> right. Somehow it isn't um, very interesting. Right. Um, but I still enjoyed it better than many other films. <laughs> Good stuff. What do you think? Um, I was not bored, but I did think it was a bit rubbish. Uh, yeah, it was it, like it had some good points, but um, it was naff in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, the effects were poor. <laughs> the effects were laughably poor, yeah. Where are they? They were all right. Oh, dreadful stuff. I particularly um, enjoyed the models that were obviously very small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No. So the um, the lava hitting the cars that could not more obviously have been little yeah. toy cars with a camera pointed at them. <laughs> Um, oh. Stuff like the the Morlocks, mm. they were like original series of Star Trek level of just someone in a a full body suit, um, without really any attempts at art. Oh, mm. Just a bit naff, um, but you you were okay with that. Yeah, great. Wait, it was nineteen sixty. Come on. Use your imagination. I suppose so. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything amazing, but I feel like even for the time they could have done a lot better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I sort of sort of enjoyed it. Um, Fernando, did you did you think it was a good film? Well, I I think I'm also like Laura okay with the poor um, what. Uh, special effects? special effects yeah uh, because yeah. I was also thinking oh, well this is a very old movie yeah mm, I think I was more disappointed with the story itself although yeah. maybe I'm not disappointed with the story itself yeah. uh, uh, because again it reminded me of a video that I think I've shared with you about history and how knowledge isn't mm. uh, like natural and then maybe we're going in an upward curve right now but like throughout history, it looks like a sine curve instead, and maybe maybe that's what happened. Mm. This was the the vlog brothers video. Yes, yeah, that uh, was a really interesting one that I, I enjoyed. Uh, still, I thought then, no, maybe I did like it. I'm actually very much okay. liking it now. Yes, <laughs> interesting. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I think you talked yourself into yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. If it made you think something sort of genuine and profound about. Humanity, then that, that's yes. one tick box for a good film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He was annoyingly unsystematic about his uh, approach to travelling to the future. If Laura says that, then we've <laughs> really got... Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that. There was a lot going on that made me think, like, what are you doing? This yeah. is not how you would do it. And I think they... For me, they saved that a bit by making it clear how 
reckless and disconnected from mm. his own time he was. It, the fact that he wasn't even taking any precautions to make sure that he could still go back or anything like that. He was just utterly uncaring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they, they built that into his character a bit. Um, Didn't even take any food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a sandwich, the wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> take a bloody sandwich. Is he wearing mm. his dressing gown as well? Like, like a sort of yeah, nice it's like a smoking jacket, maybe, oh. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Got to be something like that. Yeah. I enjoyed the the whole. We talked about it in Songcatcher how they just wear so many clothes. Oh. Um, it was the guy turning up, the Scottish fellow, um, turning <laughs> okay. up at the beginning and like taking off his jacket and then taking off another jacket and then still having three jackets <laughs> on underneath, <laughs> but all with slightly different styles and. <laughs> He was still wearing three when he got into the room. I was wondering if he was going to take another one off. <laughs> Fashion choices of the Eli were remarkably similar to the mm. period in which the film was. It's, like, yeah, it's, odd, it's funny isn't that. It? Yeah. Elegance is timeless. <laughs> there was. A lot of uh, there was a lot of sixties influence on the film. Mm. Um, if either of you didn't know, the book was written in eighteen ninety nine or around then. Right. Um, and there were some departures. For, who's read the book? I've read the book. I never put it. my hand up there. Yeah, that okay. wouldn't be much good. For I the feel like I've read the book because <laughs> it's one of those books that I think they made me read at school. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a short one. It's, I never read it. Yeah, okay. I guess you call it a novella. It's sort of much shorter than War of the Worlds, for example. Uh, but I just loved it. I, I read it quite a few years ago, and I think mm. I've read it once since. And it was ju- just so well put together and such a good story. Um, and it, I thought this film really didn't, didn't live up to it mm. in quite a few different ways. Mm. Uh, What's different? One thing is they put the 60s spin on it. Um, first, because I've got a few notes on what was different about it. Can you remember what was different about it? I'd like to hear your view. I I don't remember a lot of details, um, but I forget. Like, so they they dealt with the the two world wars, hmm. and I don't remember there being any sort of dramatic sort of like pot like commas in his story, like. Hmm. Little incidents along the way. I yeah. don't remember like the the well, the doodle bombs and stuff, and the mm. blitz. Or it, like I don't remember what was in place of that in the story. And they kind of just felt like I was ju- I I was just waiting for them to get to the Morlocks yeah, okay. the whole time because um, that's what I remember. I remember being really scared of the Morlocks. Yeah, um, I think I must have been quite young when I read it um, oh are you sure of that because I I feel like I recommended it to you three or four years ago and you read it and said oh that was good maybe I've got that wrong yeah I don't know I think it was when I was going through my phase of reading all the books that everyone else reads at school Okay. after I'd left school and not read any of those books <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good um, I found the Morlocks scary in the book mm. and, and not at all in this. Uh, just laughable in this. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I, like I, I don't remember the book very well, so I can't really criticise it <laughs> in comparison to the book. Yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um... You're right. So the the first thing that I noticed was um, was those commas, as you say, that obviously it was written before the First World War, so they didn't know that there were going to be these two world wars, and the and they had no no concept of like a nuclear bomb. There's no need to know because they were travelling through time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but. Uh, H.G. Wells I didn't travel through time. I don't think, as far as we know, could have done. Was it not a documentary? No, I don't think it was a documentary. Oh. Although we'd never believe it if it were. I think that was no, part, of the, point, part of the point at the end. Yeah. Um, to be very, didn't take much... Didn't put much effort into making a 
You know, like bring something back for God's sake. Yeah. They brought back the flower. That was an accident. A flower by accident, yeah. <laughs> Not oh so one of the rings, imagine what you could have done with one of those. Yeah. Change the world. Um but yes, they part of the sixties twist was the future of humanity as it was seen in the sixties was very different from how H.G. Wells saw it mm. um, in the 60s. I think people had a serious fear that within the decade, nuclear war could have destroyed half of civilization. Um, whereas in the early 1900s, there was no no even concept of that. There was so, some idea of, well, there is this thing called war, but be- before the First World War, I don't think they'd quite had that idea that we could do something terrible that's going to destroy civilization. So it was a it was a story that he he just went ahead and found the Eloy and the Morlocks, and he described this as the result of of human progress in technology and stuff um, resulted in these two. And rather than having it having it all through the lens of there was this three hundred year nuclear war mm. that changed everything, mm. it was just. Um, we went further and further down the road of sort of Victorian industrialization. Mm. So it it was an odd one. It seemed like the Morlocks were the successors of like the wardens from Dad's army. <laughs> They're like what? They, they blow the the whistle and everyone goes in like it's an air raid and oh, they right, yeah, all okay. clear. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that that was that was certainly not what was happening in the book. In the book. The Morlocks were coming out at night and snatching the Eloi. And he explained uh, that there were quite a few things in here that H.G. Wells went into quite interesting scientific ideas, and he didn't do that. It just didn't come through in the film at all. They were more interested in rescuing the pretty damsel Mm. and hitting funny men with sticks. Um, (laughs) It was just so. But it was explained as what H.G. Wells said was in our day, uh, even now, the the working man, he thought about it almost through a Marxist lens, I guess, he thought of working people and the sort of industrial bourgeoisie Mm-mm. and that the working people barely ever see daylight as it is and he saw that as going on and on and mm. eventually them just living underground and working underground and having developing into a, a different race altogether with different characteristics that could barely bear to look at the light and the people above developing into this yeah this weak over race that eventually managed to conquer nature so much that they because there was no need because there was no danger of any kind they ended up just becoming weak and helpless and losing their curiosity and being uninterested in everything um, and just acting like children, just walking around without care in the world, and occasionally getting snatched by the Morlocks, who still pro- provided them with clothes because they still had this built-in kind of a, a social structure that had turned into uh, that had turned into biology. That they were they they ended up just doing this because that's what they had done for so long, mm. and that was co- quite an interesting idea. And I <laughs> I feel like their twist on it here was like. <laughs> Oh, well, there were air raids, and people would have to go in <laughs> for the air raids, and so people got used to going underground. So this still happened three hundred thousand years later. I didn't. <laughs> I just wasn't quite convinced. You didn't buy that. No, I didn't buy that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> you think there might have been a period between the Second World War and thirty thousand years later where there weren't air raids? <laughs> yeah, it did occur to me. It did occur to me. Um, I mean, fine, but yeah, <laughs> that that was a little example of how the book was about interesting ideas, and just had this one example of a a group of people to see it through the lens of, um, rather than just making it like a thriller about beating up Morlocks. Yeah. So that's he my. Really did beat the shit out of those Morlocks. <laughs> oh my god! Didn't he just? <laughs> He's sprightly. I didn't think he would be so sprightly. I know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know where he learned to fight, but... Mm. 
Yeah, he's doing yeah, all right. Yeah, he's on, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not some some stay-at-home scientist who just reads books all day. <laughs> that, that man knows how to <laughs> knows how to hit someone with a stick. He's an ex-martial arts and he breaks, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually got it written down here. This fight scene is a mess. <laughs> the, like, conclusive fight scene where they burn down the whole mm. underground bit just went on for so long and there were so many different groups of Morlocks fighting at different times all over the place. It was, it was rubbish. <laughs> did you did you like that? I was it kind of fun? I thought it was fun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it wasn't quite Helm's Deep, was it? Not quite. <laughs> also, when he's like, well, that's the end of that problem. <laughs> they're still alive. <laughs> There's so many of them left. <laughs> but he went back, so he probably you know, killed the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. Finished what he started. Um, Yeah. Walk outside of the 10-minute radius (laughs) of where he stopped. You've seen two places that Morlocks live and he destroyed one of them and was like, well, that's fine then. (laughs) The whole planet. (laughs) He's like, hope you learn quickly how to fend for yourselves. (laughs) I did like that the Eloy had it in them. Mm. To which again was not the idea in the book. The idea in the book was that they were like half the height of a human mm. today, and basically had no strength at all and couldn't do a thing. Um, whereas this was like, well, really, they just needed. He needed to light the spark in them, and suddenly they know how to fight. <laughs> yeah, oh. they totally just changed that so they could keep the sexy women in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a. So this was a maybe a, a question for everyone. So he he called it cannibalism when they were yeah. eating the Eloy. Mm. At what point does it stop being cannibalism? Good question. Yeah, they're both descended from humans, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But yeah, at some point not it's quite not quite cannibalism, though, is it? We're all descended from a common ancestor. Mm. It's true. Like us and plants. Is that cannibalism? Yeah. I think they reckon uh, Neanderthals and Homo sapiens used to eat each other because they didn't. They, they sort of saw each other as a different animal. Mm. Interesting. Well, one used to eat the other. I can't remember which way around it was. Probably us eating them. Bacteria eat bacteria. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we don't go around calling them names like cannibal, do we? We, we just leave them to it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, he really jumped to that conclusion just by seeing a bunch of skeletons. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, the music was with him. <laughs> and the weird curtain thing, what was the yeah, point in the curtain the thing? <laughs> just to, we should protect their modesty <laughs> while we're preparing to eat them. Yeah, go into the cannibalism <laughs> den. Uh, Keep yeah. them fresh. Or... What? We won't have like a door or a wall. Yeah. We'll just have a little sheet. That'll yeah. serve whatever purpose we have. Sorry. A really tattered sheet mm-hmm. for a race that spends half their time making clothes. <laughs> really quite nice clothes for the Eli and yeah. they didn't have a lot going for them downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. I did have a lot of beef with it and I opened my notebook to start writing down things I had beef with and I was like no this is just going to be me nitpicking for an hour and 40 minutes that is not going to be fun for anyone so I resisted the urge and therefore took no notes (laughs) still you could probably enough material that you can remember a lot of it right? yeah there's quite a lot of nitpicking to be done Do you reckon they were cannibals? Um, mm, uh, <laughs> well, they did say that the Morlocks used the Eloy for sexual reproduction. They not? Maybe I just, did they say that? I'm actually not sure. Yeah. They did. Didn't they say they bred them? Mm. I thought that was in the same way we breed cattle. They yeah. even said like cattle, didn't they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Not breeding with each weird. other. Oh. Well, in I that think... case, maybe yes. They wait. No, wait. In that case, maybe not. They were not. They were just eating some other animal. Well, some other species. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, maybe they were distinct enough. <laughs> so presumably they just ate them alive. What? <laughs> well, they can't cook them. Exactly. Definitely eat them raw. Oh, yeah. They don't use fire, do they? Mm. Wow. Grim. Yeah, I don't like that. But what if they just put them outside and the sun cooks the, the meat? Mm. That's true. Maybe, maybe you can just put some lemon. <laughs> that's how the sun works. <laughs> that's, what some, uh, that's what some fishermen do. And what well, some fishermen do is they just mm-hmm. kill, the, mm-hmm. kill the fish, open it, and then put some lime... And put it to the sun and it okay, cooks. Interesting. Like sun dried tomatoes, but with fish. I suppose. Yeah, okay, I like <laughs> it. The acid, the acid helps set the the proteins, so it doesn't oh, that's like the lime juice. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't like heat it enough to cook it in the sense that it would do in the pan, but it will sort of cure it in a way that will make it have the same texture as right. cooked meat. Interesting. But it uses the heat from the sun to help with that process. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's making me more hungry thinking about it. I'm starving. <laughs> I really want right. cured. Fish. Well, I've got a lot more to say. Great. <laughs> can we talk about his friends? Yes. Yes, yes, we can. Oh, a oh. bunch of doubty Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Bloody. Oh, I think we know who our favourite was, right? The Scottish guy. I yeah. didn't like him. Oh, no. What? I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> it was annoying. Oh, no. Um, do you prefer the others? <laughs> I think. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. First of all, Disney cast. Yeah. H.G. Wells <clears throat> is Pongo in 101 Dalmatians. Sorry, who's H.G. Wells? The main character, George. Oh, George. George. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think that's meant to be H.G. Wells. It is. Really? Yeah. Does it. S- it says on the time machine built by H. George Wells. All <laughs> right. Oh, that's a nice touch. And the book is in the first person. No. The... Is it not? Uh, nearly. The book has a, an untitled main character, yeah. oh. and most of the book is told. Like, there's a little frame, and I think the whole book has like a quote mark yeah. at the start of every paragraph. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, cool. Oh, sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, um, Pongo. Pongo. Um, Bagheera. Who is Bagheera? The the doctor. Oh, the short one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The, the Doubting Thomas. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was Bagheera, hadn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, wait, so Pongo was American. Was he? The time traveller was American, right? Was he? He sounded Ooh. American to me. He had one of those accents that I can... I think he was of. trying to be English, but was <coughs> yeah, very yeah. clearly American. Okay. But Pongo had an impeccable English accent <laughs> in 101 Dalmatians, the... The main. Have you seen 101 Dalmatians? I'm actually not sure. And if, and if I have seen it, then I've seen it in Spanish. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, wonderful film. I love it. Watched it a couple of weekends, actually. Oh, it's great. Oh. Anyone else? Oh, there was someone else now. I forgot. Oh. Another Disney character. That's cool. Yeah. Was it the... one of the friends, I think? Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, was it the maid? Because she. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed like she could have been. <laughs> done a few bit parts <laughs> oh the puppies are here yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh who is it she reminded me of I can see her but I can't see what cartoon she's in hmm. there's one we've watched recently okay Mrs Potts from Beauty and the Beast no she's a teapot oh yeah sorry <laughs> my mistake <laughs> I know like no Angela Lansbury. Yeah, oh, gosh. Give me some credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his friends had weird reactions to things. Mm. Either they totally didn't believe it, but then at one point they start talking about, have you thought about the commercial value of this? Mm. <laughs> it's like a time machine. How are you not impressed by this? It's ridiculous. But the board war's going on, mm. so you really ought to think about where your priorities lie. To think of how much you could do with a time machine to win the Boer War. Mm, but you could also make guns better. Yeah, you can go forward in time, get the better guns, bring them back and win the Boer War with them. <laughs> Didn't realise he was such a war dog. <laughs> I'm just... I'm trying, trying to give you the idea Michael, stop inciting violence. A time machine does include quite yeah. a lot of military <laughs> applications. That I think if that guy had had the slightest bit of 
Uh, yeah, that were just totally unbelievable reactions. Um. <laughs> uh. Didn't get it. I like the one that had a drink in his hand at all times. I didn't know him. It's like sat down at the dinner table and poured himself a glass of wine. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then once he'd handed it over, poured himself another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was on his second sherry what, yeah. in the like two-minute scene that they had outside yeah. there. Yeah. And then the subsequent scenes he was in, he always had a drink in his hand. And he was, I, I think he was my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, around Christmas, I'm a bit like that. Well, yeah, he's bringing in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was pushing it the 5th of January, but I've been there. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's. I think the 12 days of Christmas include the 5th of January. Yeah, yeah. Oh, give me another mince pie. <laughs> <laughs> and a fourth glass of sherry. Yeah. I'm all for that. What else have you got written down? Right, so the film never goes into detail about the science. Mm-hmm. Did as as people who have never read the book, did you get what they were talking about with the fourth dimension? A bit. A, a bit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they really didn't explain it properly. And it... <laughs> I thought that was just a standard thing nowadays, though. I think among people who've like read the time machine or studied physics or whatever, but I've never heard of that outside the time machine and like occasionally talking to you lot <laughs> scientists um okay i i just thought i think I'd... it is accepted by scientists but yeah okay it's i don't think very well known people not read brief history of time man. <laughs> not me <laughs> what do people do in their time but yeah, in the book it's quite well explained and all they would have needed was a couple of extra lines to say, like, this object has breadth, width, height and duration and Ooh. you can think of duration as a, a length of time. And that, that was exactly how it was described in the book and that really gave an explanation mm. of what the fourth dimension is and, and then explained things like why the time machine appeared to it seemed to disappear when it moved forward through time. Because if you're moving through time, mm. you should still be able to see it, right? But it disappears, and they explain that in the book by saying, like, just as if you stretch something out in one dimension, it gets thinner in the other dimensions in just the same way. The time machine gets fades more and more the faster you go and seems to disappear altogether. And little things like that that really made it more convincing and less just like, ah, oh, let's use some crazy words like dimension. <laughs> Yeah. I mean that's always a risk with sci-fi though isn't it that like you are you're you're making up a principle and then building mm. a story around it so yeah. if you go into too much detail you just tie yourself in knots mm. and yep. prove it, it's impossible <laughs> True. as part of the story so I'm willing to forgive them not really going into it very much Okay. Um, sometimes I think the the less they go into it the better Fair enough. Because it just means that you can enjoy the story more. Mm. Yeah, cool. That's my opinion on that. Um, did we like that the Eloi were all Aryans? Oh, yeah. I that's, yeah I that. That, that's the perfect race. <laughs> <laughs> they all need to be blonde. They were in the book, though, were they not? Um, they had blonde curly hair. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, they were little and pudgy. Not pudgy, but... Yeah, just really diminutive, like yeah. tiny children, yeah. Um, it's just a, a funny thing to be like, yeah. I mean, okay, it sort of makes sense have them all have a striking single aesthetic. <laughs> Why that one? That That's an interesting <laughs> way to go. I guess it makes them look delicate and dainty or whatever, but <laughs> just made me chuckle. <laughs> Um, That's a racism. <laughs> yeah, just a little touch of it. Um, and while we're on the subject, <laughs> sorry, people of Bali, we're going to pick out this one place <laughs> in the whole world and slag it off. <laughs> like, do you remember this? No. The, the time travel. You remember this? The, the time travellers apologising to Wiener and saying, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been angry with your people. Oh yeah. I should. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bali. Oh. It's just like if I was talking to someone yeah. from. Bali, specifically <laughs> Bali, bloody savages. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and he was making a fair point, which is like you can't judge another culture by the standards of your own culture. But it's like, you know, Bali. <laughs> I don't know how many Balians have seen this film and be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just a touch of racism there, yeah. Do, do you think it's banned in Bali? Do you think <laughs> cinemas refuse to show it? Yeah, yeah, you have to go to like Java to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they dub over <laughs> instead of Bali. They... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sumatra. <laughs> <laughs> No more justified than if I'd been talking to someone from Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. That was good fun. Um, <laughs> Some good jovial racism. Yeah. <laughs> and I think H.G. Wells would have been upset to think that we would be sitting around now talking about how racist that bit is. Because um, he was a pretty hardcore anti-imperialist for yeah. the time um, who wrote some pretty damning things about the British Empire and the government um, and I and did, did I don't think did draw that kind of comparison in the book um, hmm, <laughs> but they were all massive racists anyway so. yeah. who was the Eloy? no I mean no everyone time. H.G. Wells probably amount of reason. Yeah, I'll probably. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Better than some of the others, though, H.G. Wells. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> I really like H.G. Wells. I've read just a few of his books and they've all been spot on. Really good stuff. Just going to throw that out there. Okay. I enjoyed the one you gave me, which I've yet to give back. Which I oh, yeah. Oh, because you haven't read the, read the second read the story, second one, which is crap. <laughs> What, what did he give you? This was... What was the first story called? I can't remember what it was called. It was about the garden. It was called The the Door... Uh, the, the Door in the Wall. Oh, yeah, wow. that's it. Never heard of it. And it's a, a really short story. It takes, like... It took me, like, an hour to read, mm. and I'm a really slow reader. Um, and it's just so good. Oh, that was over a few sessions. I was travelling, so I think I did it all in one train journey for, like, 15 minutes at a time. Um, but it was just so touching. It really made me think for ages afterwards and really made me, wow. like, feel feelings and stuff. It was, it was like a proper book. <laughs> Did you book. think thoughts and feel feelings? Yeah, mm. it was great. Wow. <laughs> the time machine just made me think thoughts. Okay. And the other one he did that was a bit sort of horror-ish just made me feel feelings, but this one did both. Um, yeah. It made me think the thoughts that if only I was a... Twinky little dumb blonde lady. I could catch myself a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you'd need to do is nearly drown. <laughs> Just nearly drown and have no thoughts or opinions on anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that romance just was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Did you enjoy the romance between the time traveller and Wiener? Uh I enjoyed it as much as anything else in the movie. I <laughs> Good, good answer. <laughs> but you liked the movie, so... Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've just been sitting here slagging it off. We should mm. let you chip in with some oh, defence. No, well, I mean, I, I have said something. I think I've said that I, I've changed my mind. I think I do like it now. Oh, yeah. mm. oh. <laughs> That's my only opinion. <laughs> good stuff, that's loud. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah. They had its moments though. Did it? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I was never bored. Oh, I was so bored. I yeah, really didn't I find it bored. boring. But then I had no idea what was coming next. Yeah, it was very okay. exciting. Where's it going to end up? Yeah. Three oh, places. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two of which were sort of in the recent yeah. past from our perspective. <laughs> What three books do you think he took back to the future? Oh, that was a good question. Which three books would you choose? Well, he definitely took the Babel, because, you know, he civilised those people. By that, you take fundamentals of semi-group theory. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. One. John Howie. Moby Dick. So we could draw comparisons between the. <laughs> <laughs> Where would we be without Moby Dick? <laughs> yeah, he was obsessive, wasn't he? Just like Captain Ahab and mm-hmm. Wiener was his white whale. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Time was the white whale. Oh. Oh. Three yeah. deep, five me. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like too deep, but too deep for me, but more so. Uh, I did one to each of the numbers. Nice. It's really, yeah. really That's deep. Great. <laughs> you can have that one for free I'll if you want to use it. that one. Yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm trying what to think book of it. What would I have taken? Yeah. What books were written then? It was ages ago. It was. Do you think you'd have taken more of the worlds? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really he trashy his thing book. to put in your book. Be like, and he took his favourite book. <laughs> <laughs> Glanced at the RRP £9.99 sticker on the back of it and put it in his bag. Available at. That would be lame. <laughs> yeah, do you think he would have taken fiction? Uh, knowingly taken fiction? No. He's I would. Yeah. He's got to have something to read when he's travelling through time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got to take a good. Oh, he could have t- been taking Shakespeare's complete works. I'd have kept him going for ages. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to choose that one, though, are you? No, you get given that. You get given that. <laughs> and the Bible. Yeah. Oh. Do you ever listen to Desert Island Discs? Yeah. I reckon he'd have taken Euclid's Elements. Hmm. Because you can build everything from there, can't you? That's Mm. just all the knowledge. No, that's good stuff. Um, ah, Just geometry, though. Hmm. I think you could do better. Brinkapia? Say again? Newton's Brinkapia. Oh, sorry, yes, it's got to be something that was published... Oh, yeah, at that time, yeah. Yeah, yeah Principia would be all right. No, that that's Newtonian mechanics, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you do you did pretty well with that. Obviously, I would choose a chemistry book, but chemistry didn't really exist. Okay. What? When this was written, so. <laughs> did, it, did it not? Was there not like a periodic table by then? And... Barely. All right. They were only piecing it together at that point. Right. How right. old is the periodic table they're showing in the oh. library? Yeah, I think it's like turn of the century. It's not around nineteen hundred. Like pre nineteen hundred, but not like it was late. I, don't know, I thought it was eighteen thirty or something stupid. Oh, but yeah, I don't know this stuff. I thought it was like fifteen hundred or something. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah, so did I. I just made the assumption. It looks very old. <laughs> I feel like I should know the exact date, but I don't. Well, Newton did a load of stuff on alchemy didn't he that was just way pre-chemistry yeah that crackpot stuff by today's standards yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah I am biased because I do only care about organic chemistry yeah you only look at the first two rows don't you and that's it for you oh no there's that big bit in the middle which is where all the catalysts are <laughs> not off now <laughs> no I'm not off um, I think you'd have to take one fiction, one science. He seems so we've one. got them already. He seemed to be very practical, and he seemed, and he did he. It, it seemed like he really wanted to build a civilization again. So maybe he didn't take anything with him. All three books. Well, yeah, but I see what you mean. I don't think he'd have taken some fiction. poems with him. Mm, yeah. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, he, he was. <laughs> He was practical in his outlook, though not actually very good at applying that principle. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, I think just in that one question, it's it's redeemed itself. This is yeah. a really good talking point, isn't it? <laughs> Look at the end, some exercises yeah. at the end of the chapter. <laughs> but also, really shit, lame ending to the film, right? Well, like, they've lost their friend and employer forever. And they've just been like, oh, I wonder which three books he took. And then the housekeeper's like, yeah, good night. 
Good night. <laughs> closed, yeah. closed the door and went back into the empty house that she now presumably can't live in anymore. Yeah. He might come back, though. Yeah. Surely. Like, he can just come back. He could go back to that precise moment. He could do. Yeah. I'm going to assume that he can. He doesn't just... We do know that quite soon after his house went into disrepair. That's true. Yeah. Ah, a... But only in the scenario where... Mm. You know, I don't think they... Maybe the... Yeah. They don't bloody address it, do they? <laughs> no. I don't know which one of these interpretations of time drop, because, we, yeah, we saw his house mm-hmm. get knocked down and stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was sort of the nice ending of it, in a way, which is that the the Scottish man got into the the taxi, and we know that he is then going to spend the rest of his life preserving that house for his friend to come back. Till he dies in the war. Till he yeah. dies in the war. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I won't mention any of this. Oh, it was just unbelievable, wasn't it, the way that they all went through the story. It was just like they, like they wrote an outline of what they wanted mm. to happen in the story, which was basically defined by the book and then just filled it in with guesswork and thinking, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, sorry, disappointed. How do they all speak English? Yeah, I wonder that. They don't. That's quite a big part of the book, isn't it? Yeah, he can't communicate with them in almost <laughs> any way, and they're, they're children to him, and Wiener is like a... a sort of a, a child that's sort of fascinated by him and follows him round a bit. <laughs> not the sexy lady that... Yeah. And I think she makes a sound that sounded something like Wiener. So I decided to call her Wiener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are there women in your time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, God's sake. Uh, I mean, at least she said something, but my yeah. God. Uh, she did show some curiosity, that, you know, asking questions, mm. that's... <laughs> It's pretty advanced for her species. Mm. How do they wear their hair? How do they wear their hair? <laughs> oh, like this. <laughs> oh, I see. That's cleared that uh, up for us. Nah. <laughs> Truly nah. <laughs> um, so if the Morlocks are gone, how are they going to get their clothes? Yeah, well, <laughs> Are they going to have to learn to do that? I guess food, they just need to go and pick it, don't they? But... Oh, maybe that's what he took. Was like some knitting patterns or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all knew it was going to be important one day. Symbolism? Oh, symbolism. We could have something here. Uh, we don't have symbolism, 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 symbolism. <laughs> Oh, very oh, nice. That was even better. Improvisation. We haven't done the chant for a while. <laughs> symbolism. There must have been some symbolism. There, there. must have been. I think it was all symbolism. <laughs> it was just one big symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> what do you think it was a symbol for? <laughs> so is it possible that the... The symbolism was so we saw a literal interpretation of the distant future and was that a symbol for the near future in the filmmaker's point of view that people were losing curiosity and losing the ability to do things for themselves mm. um, I think it was more like a like a symbol for the status quo I think as you were alluding to there were the workers and there was the bourgeoisie Mm. I don't think it was the near future I think it was an exaggeration to comment on the status quo I can definitely believe that with the book but they really threw that out the window here by having this whole thing with air raids nuclear wars right we've got this perfect Aryan race being subjugated by people who are obviously meant to be people of colour right Uh, not obviously (laughs) you're saying obviously are we okay yeah (laughs) we'll go with it so they were blue. They were blue. Yeah, that is a classic. Color. It's the classic fucking avatar did it as well. <laughs> if you want to symbolise people of colour, you make them blue. Yeah. Or aliens. Smart or stuff. Yeah. 
Um, Wasn't the first interracial kiss on US TV in Star Trek and the girl was blue? Oh. Have I got that right? Sorry, go on. Um, Meriting the intervention of the imperial white man, even if he's against imperialism himself, Mm. but you know the white man needed to come and rescue these white people Mm -hmm. from the dominating influence by just killing them all. Yeah, okay. (laughs) 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 yeah there's something in that yeah why why did he sympathise with the Eloy and not the Morlocks thinking with his dick wasn't he (laughs) (laughs) must have been girl Morlocks (laughs) (laughs) maybe they were all girl Morlocks well they were doing all the bloody work weren't they Um, but yeah, he just he just wiped out half the human race <laughs> because they were immoral. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really think much about it, did he? Yeah. You're being mean to my girlfriend. I'm going <laughs> to set you on fire, bro. <laughs> Destroy your entire underworld kingdom mm-hmm. with all like all machinery that still exists on Earth. We're just going to burn that because. You haven't got the same moral framework as I have. Typical. Typical bloody many. Yeah, what are they like? <laughs> yeah, I'll go for that. Hmm. Yep. I mean, I don't think there was actually a lot of meaning in the film, but yes, mm. why not? We've yeah. got to go for something. H.G. <laughs> um, Wells said explicitly that um, the War of the Worlds can be seen as a as an allegory for um imperialism mm. um the martians i don't know if you know the story of war of the world a bit yeah the martians turn up and attempt to wipe out the human race and eventually are destroyed by bacteria mm-hmm. um but he he wrote in some newspaper column saying the we could compare ourselves to the Martians because we go and just mm. colonise other places that don't want us and we see ourselves as superior so we think we have the right just to wipe them out but um, we're worse than them We can at least the Martians have the defence that they are wiping out what they see as a lower form of life we know full well that people that, that mm. we're wiping out people like us um, we could at least think that the the Martians maybe see us as insects or something, um, but we have no excuse. And he was writing this in yeah nineteen oh five or something. And it's what a guy. Yeah, it's all right. Mm. I suppose the one thing that doesn't fit with that is that the germs killed all the people we invaded because we took loads of <laughs> yeah. disease that they hadn't grown immune to. Yeah, and somehow we didn't catch any from mm. them. <laughs> That would have been better, though, wouldn't it? Mm. Not proper. Yeah, so I don't know if he commented on what the Martians dying from bacteria mm. was meant to symbolise. Maybe just that it, it's just a, an utterly unsupportable, unnatural state of affairs mm. to have someone turn up and try to rule. Hmm. Mm. I don't have any other notes on the film, though. Think I've said everything. The only other thing that I would like to say is that I was happy to see where the uh, the specific model for the time machine that I once was, and I never watched the oh. Big Bang Theory, but I've seen I think maybe three episodes, and in mm. one of them they oh, have oh, like, yeah. the replica of this time machine, and I was like, oh. I never understood it until now, and I was like, oh, nice. here it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's a nice touch. Yes. <laughs> I like it. The other, the other thing that I would like to say is that I tend to disregard the opinions of the author. Um, right. Oh, yes. this is good. I don't really like. And it's it, it's okay that they wrote the book, but I'm okay without their <laughs> their, their interpretation. Their input, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, so you're you're not a fan of. Uh, J.K. Rowling going on Twitter and being like, oh, by the way, this character was gay, I just decided. I didn't write it in the book, but he was. Yeah. Well, I really like the memes that have, uh, <laughs> have been created because of that, I think. Okay. She's in the round table along with some other people saying, oh, 
Maybe I should have thought this through. <laughs> um, Is that what you said? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, oh, pardon me. No problem. <laughs> oh well, it doesn't matter. I can't remember. But I, another one that I do remember is uh, apparently being gay is it's just not a choice that you can make. It's something that happens to you when J.K. Rowling decides. <laughs> 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 oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, I mentioned you know these interviews that. Uh, the parodies and they go around and say oh so when did you decide you were straight <laughs> you're like so when did J.K. Rowling decide you were gay <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're you're not interested in um, in an author's point of view on their own work I mean I guess I I take it as one more interpretation mm. of the, yeah, of the okay. work yes so if they want something to be clear they should make it clear in the work and if they want it to be ambiguous then they should leave it ambiguous yes yeah okay I like it what if they're just not very good at writing and they've tried to make it clear but left it ambiguous and then afterwards they just want to clarify by the way I'm not a racist or something like that yeah that would be a little different wouldn't it hmm well in which case I think uh, whoever made this film can uh, (laughs) should maybe just have a a little little (laughs) We should give them a chance to explain what they were doing. Would you like to comment? I didn't think that was overtly racist, but uh, it's just funny, wasn't it? It was covertly racist. Yeah, just a little. Ha! Ah. Uh, wiener. Well, we don't have the hat here, but we do actually know that it is Fernando this time. Yay! Unfortunately. No, we always do it. Get a piece of paper. Get a piece of paper. Here's a piece of paper. (laughs) Is there a bit that looks like Fernando? There's an F. I'll tear that out. Great. Perfect. Someone give me a piece of clothing. Oh. Okay, I guess I need to draw it out of the slipper then. And it's set. Well, I can't open it now. It's me, no, it's Fernando. Yay! Thank you. Thank you have your film? Unfortunately, I, as always, I, I don't have the film right now. Oh, you can let but it I, Yes, I'll choose it soon, yes. Awesome. Let's get Chinese! Yay! Yay! <laughs>